Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for coming back. This is, of course, the time when we're all admonished to clean out and start all over again and freshen up, all of which I think is a great idea. I, too, like to clean out the closet, the drawers, throw away files in your computer, and so on. That feels like a marvelous thing to do. But I would like to encourage more waking up. And I'm thinking about this because I received an email from a dear friend a short while ago who's watching our See How Life Works DVD series. And he said, I love these DVDs. I think they're vital and fantastic. And I keep wanting to go to sleep. And of course, new students of A Course in Miracles also report the same thing. They'll start to read or practice, and all of a sudden they have to go clean out the closet, walk the dog, take a nap, go shopping, do anything but pay attention to this material. So he said, I recognize my ego is trying to send me Valium bombs to make me go to sleep, but I am determined not to. So actually, I heard from him a little while later, and he said, well, yes, finally the DVDs are winning over the naps, and he's loving watching. But that certainly brings me to an expression that A Course in Miracles uses very early on in the text, where it says, the Bible says that Adam fell into a deep sleep, and nowhere does it say he ever woke up. And that is our great dilemma in the world. We are sound asleep and don't recognize it, and that everything we believe is 180 degrees backwards, it's upside down, it's not accurate, it's completely off, and no wonder we've made ourselves all so crazy, because our foundational premises are totally untrue in this world. So, cleaning out is great, waking up is a whole lot better. I'm certainly determined to do that this year, and I surely hope you are too. At this point, all our worldly values promote staying asleep. So we want to look at things differently if we want to stand any chance of waking up. So I need to tell you a little story about my late brother. He was a university professor. He died about 11 and a half years ago of Parkinson's disease and another related neurological disorder. And the point of this story about him is the subject of hallucinations. The problem is not Parkinson's itself in terms of hallucinating, but it's the drugs one must take in order to still function. And one is warned about the fact that this medication at least in many people, causes hallucinations. So it's fine to know that, but the problem is, is that when one is hallucinating, one doesn't know it. It's not like you're given advance warning, like now what you're about to see is a hallucination because it's just as real as real can be when you're in this. And to give you an idea of the really devastating effects of hallucination, here's a little story. As his disease progressed, he could no longer teach, which was absolutely heartbreaking to him. He loved his work, and he was very much considered a legend in his own time. But during those last times when he was living at home with help, a very dear friend of his stepped up to the plate in a really amazing way. They had been friends for decades. They were both professors. 
This man was just amazing. He arranged for other professors and graduate students to fix food and bring to him. He arranged for people to pick him up because he, at some point, could no longer drive his car. There was a heroic effort on the part of many people spearheaded by this one particular dear friend. So at some point, we had to move him into an assisted living place, and I went up there from Florida to where he lived about every six weeks for the last two years of his life because I promised him I would go through his dying process with him and never abandon him in this whole situation. So on this particular trip up, after he had been in the assisted living place, but not too terribly long, I said, I understand that, and we will call this man Tom. That's not his real name. Came in to visit you a couple of days ago, and he got this very angry, stern look on his face, which was an unusual look for him anyway, and he said, yes, he was here, and I never want to see him again. I was just floored. How come? He said, well, he brought his wife and daughter with him, which did not occur in the time and space reality that most of the rest of us are inhabiting, and then went on to describe some goings-on between this man and his wife in front of the daughter, which he thought were awful and depraved and all kinds of other things, and as a result of this totally despicable behavior none of which happened in anybody else's reality. He never wanted to see him again. And so far as I know, he didn't. He died less than a year later. And what a great example of deciding that someone is an enemy based on a hallucination and not what's really happening. But when we're hallucinating... Logic is of no use to us. For instance, he decided that snakes and rats lived in the closets of his assisted living place, and it didn't do any good to open up the doors and show him that there was nothing in there from our perspective, because they were, so far as he was concerned, he saw them there. So we had to go to a ritual every night, or the assisted living people did, of putting chairs up against the doors to his two closets, and that somehow kept the rats and snakes at bay. So using logic was of no use. He saw them. And the same is true with us. The Course knows it can come along, or we can come along and say, the world you're living in is a dream world. It's a hallucination world. And most of us would say, well, you're entirely crazy. This is reality, and you need to be locked up. You can begin to see the 180-degree off situation that we have going here. So what one can do in a case like that, where he is so distraught and so upset over this behavior that never happened, everyone concludes, no, the wife and daughter were never, ever in that building. So this was clearly something that he was seeing that no one else was. So what can we do for one another if we begin to recognize we are in a hallucinated state. And therefore, we make enemies of people who are not our enemies, whether they're family members, colleagues, people of other ethnic, religious groups, other age groups. It doesn't matter. When we turn anyone into an enemy, we are turning 
a dearest, most beloved part of ourselves into an enemy because we are so delusional ourselves and don't know it. So if we can begin to have that worldview, if we can begin to be kinder to ourselves, to realize we have all been driven crazy by our own unrecognized guilt, much deeper and more pervasive than we have any idea about. And we can listen, we can love, we don't have to agree. When I tried to comfort my brother, I didn't agree with him. Wow, that was awful that he would come in and do such a thing. Instead, I assured him that I could so understand his distress and how awful to have to feel so upset so that I could empathize with his feeling state without agreeing that the events that he thought occurred actually occurred because they didn't. We're told that while we're still living in what, from a larger perspective, would be called a hallucinated state, that as we continue to change our lives, open up, become more loving, become more forgiving, release all the stuff that we carry around with us, that we begin to get hints of what is to come. We're told that we can experience something called the real world, which is our hallucinated state, our world of form, where it seems like I'm me and the bed is the bed, or the floor is the floor, that Even in this state, I begin to see see and apprehend the light and love in everything. It's as if reality starts to make itself apparent even in our hallucinating state. What an amazing promise that's held out for us, and it's definitely worth it. So all of those inclinations we have to stay asleep realize we hurt ourselves so. And that there's so much to be gained by allowing ourselves to be taken down the path of waking up so that instead of fighting it and going to sleep when that promise is held out to us, we can begin to cooperate. And as an interesting little aside, a few years ago, a friend of mine who's also a client was given a gift certificate to come see me right at about this time of the year, the very beginning of the year. And After our session was over with, she said, someone has been walking up and down your hallway the whole time I've been here. I said, really? She said, yes. I have three very large cutouts, almost like windows, except they aren't windows, in the wall that separates the living room from the hallway. So from the position where she was sitting, while she's looking at me, she's also looking through those windows, and I more or less have my back to them. So she described this person because I said, who is this walking up and down my hallway? And she said, well, they don't actually really walk. They more float. She's one of these women who has this great psychic gift of seeing things that most of the rest of us don't see. Anyway, she's a wonderful woman and she had to go and I did too. There was somebody right after her, but she was at my house not too long after that. And I showed her some pictures And as she had described this person, I thought, that's my brother she's talking about. This was after his passing. So she looked at these pictures and said, yes, that's the one. That's who was walking. And I said, well, that's my brother. And why is he here? And she said, well, he's just here because he loves you and he's looking after you and he wants you to know that he's always here for you. And I thought... 
almost makes me cry. It's like, well, this is a really interesting turn of affairs. I looked after him when he was in his hallucinating state, and now he's apparently looking after me while I'm still in my hallucinating state. I think it's a very sweet thing. So it's marvelous to know that everything and everyone is actually here loving us, looking over us. Everything is possible. (laughs) Despite our attempts to stay asleep, everything else is trying to wake us up. So a great way to start the year is to cooperate with that waking up process. It's a really great decision, and I hope we all make it. Bye. (music) 